Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, the co-founder of Divisio, the affiliate network for companies doing good. We have got a great show lined up for you guys today. We have my co-host and executive show producer, Andrea Adams-Miller, the founder of the Red Carpet Connection, joining us. Hello, Andrea. Hi. I'm excited to talk with you this morning. Me too. Can't wait to hear who our guest is today. <laughs> well, we you are in for a special treat. We have none other but Dave Austin with us. He is an international best-selling author and speaker, and he has lectured at, at Harvard, the United Nations, the U.S. Pentagon. Um, he's uh, spoke overseas, like at Uzbekistan and Chennai, India. Um, you know, really, he makes it his motto to go wherever he is needed most. And that kind of comes from a background of being raised by a Navy chaplain who stormed the beaches during World War II without a gun and gave communion on his belly while machine guns fired overhead. So Dave's been inspired by his father's courage and faith, and he carries that forward in his work, as you will hear, because he's not only the co-author of the international bestseller, Be a Beast, um, he's the founder of personal, a personal development company called Extreme Focus, and he really trains amazing people from, um, you know, he's been endorsed by the Pentagon, used by the U.S. Army, the Rangers, the Navy SEALs, the NFL, the MLB, the PGA, Olympics, Fortune 500 companies. I mean, if you're somebody, then you want to know Dave because he helps his clients get in the zone and stay there longer. And it's his trademark, Game Ready the visualizations that he talks about that has helped so many people. He's also worked with the LA Dodgers, the Texas Rangers. And I tell you what, if I talk any more about his accolades, we'll give him about 30 seconds to talk at the end of the show. So let's bring him on. Dave Austin, welcome. Yay. Thank <laughs> welcome, you. Thank Dave. you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Well, you are an absolute doll. I'm so glad to be friends with you and to introduce you to Gina and our listening audience who may know you and those who haven't yet will be so excited and they'll be thinking, why is this man not in my world? And now you are. So um, you've done some amazing, amazing things. And what's really fun um, for all of you listening is um, Dave surprises me. Every time we talk, I find out he's doing something else that I had no idea he even was in that industry or knew anything about. And it's so fun from politics to songwriting writing to whatever your imagination can take you. This man has had his hands in it and made it successful. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, Dave, just, uh, why do, why do, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Why don't you Ask start off just by uh, well, telling us no. what you're up to right now? What are you up to? <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's an interesting time for all of us. I mean, nothing like this has ever happened in my lifetime. And so I am always one of those that says, you know what, I'm not going to, we're going to get better because of this, not, not just stay placid or even go down. It might even appear to be going down and actually be going down at the moment, but I always look for something that's going to rise us up. So, you know, as you've said, I, I coach major league baseball players, NFL football players, 
uh, Olympic athletes, but also companies. And everyone that I work with, we look for, you know, we get frozen in fear. And it's very easy to be in fear. So there's no reason to beat yourself up. But it's how you embrace it and breathe through it. And then you keep yourself open for new possibilities. And there's always new possibilities if you look at life that way. We can't control what's going on outside us right now, but we can control our inner life. And that, as I say, right now might be more challenging than ever before. But no matter what the challenge is, if we embrace it, and then we look and move through it to say, you know, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful if you have your health. Many people don't have their health right now. Many people have lost loved ones. This is not something to, I mean, it's, it's real. A lot, a lot of people are trying to say it's not, but it is. So who are you going to be during this time? And who are you going to become during this time? So, you know, I'm just doing what I normally do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm coaching players and giving them visualizations. Now I do, you know, because I do sports and I do business and I do military and I, you know, and I'm doing a lot to get their subconscious mind, seeing them come out of this stronger. And it's really amazing because it always happens that way. It always does because our subconscious mind really rules how we act in pressure situations. So, and there's companies that I'm working with that would have never developed things right now if it hadn't been for this, even myself, I developed something called game time. Something I'm known for is the game ready. I developed it when I was on the way with the U.S. Olympic team to the World Cup. I just was on the plane to Scotland, and I kind of went, God, what do you got for me today? What can, how can you help me be even better? How can I give more service than I already have? And I came up with the game ready, and we had the best results in the history of the sport. Came back, worked with the Dodgers. They went and won the pennant. And so I knew I had something special. So I want to make that available for people nowadays. So I came up with game time, which is every Monday we have a call where I give one of the animal principles. As you mentioned, we uh, wrote The Abyss, which became number one in about eight different countries worldwide and in 22 different categories here in the United States. It really caught fire. So we teach the animal principles because they're triggers to trigger us into right action. So every Monday I do the first part is given a new animal trigger, and then we do the game ready, which is a type of visualization so that you get yourself into seeing yourself even better than you are. Because I used to play professional tennis. I wish I would have known this. I was a world-ranked tennis player, but I didn't know this technique. Eight years after I retired from tennis, I got asked to go play a tournament in Canada, one of the pro tournaments, and my wife and I didn't have kids yet. And so we thought, oh, I'll expense paid trip, sure, we'll go up there. But I had learned this technique. And not only did I get into the finals in the tournament, which I had never done when I was on the tour, but beat the number one team in the world. And that was just like mind-boggling to me that that's how much power we have within us. Every single person has that kind of power. I'm not unique. It's just I started using tools and technique that I had developed, and that's how I've had four players go on to become MVPs in Major League Baseball um, for their pro teams. They were stuck in minor leagues, and then they not only got to the majors, but then became MVPs. So I'm a big believer that when you to get your mind to work for you rather than against you, you learn tools, but then it's a daily practice. If you think, well, gee, now I know this. 
and you wonder why, well, gee, I know this. Why is it not working? Because it's a practice. It takes great faith and great trust. So there you have it. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> I love it. What's the, <clears throat> what's the animal this week? <laughs> this week, oh, you're going to love this. This week, it was uh, the flying fish. Because if you think about it, I mean, a flying fish, come on. They have wings, and they can fly in the air for over a quarter of a mile. I mean, that's not even possible, right? But yet they developed this because they weren't as fast. They had weaknesses, and they had to develop something, so they developed wings. And, uh, and they're able to fly in the air where they're not even supposed to be able to breathe. How's that possible? So we call <laughs> the flying fish Nobo. No box, no boundaries. You know, if you think there's a, you say, oh, well, I'm, we got to think outside the box. That means you think there's a box. Hey, blow up the box. <laughs> That's where all new possibilities happen. Everything happens out there where you don't have, you know, we, we, if we remove judgment from ourselves and judgment on others, all of a sudden we free ourselves to create all kinds of good things. You mentioned some of the things that I've done, and I know you were surprised because I was given the uh, Presidential Merit Award from the Grammys. And that was done because Phil Eadhart, who uh, formed the rock uh, band Kansas, and I were good friends, and we decided, a friend of ours came down with cancer, we decided back in 1980, I'm aging myself, to have a, 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 a concert, a, you know, a benefit concert. And all the major record labels said, well, that's not possible. A musician will never donate their time, you know, for a cause. That's just not possible. I remember the president of CBS saying, yeah, I mean, as the president of CBS, I could never get a musician to donate their time. So we thought, ah, are we going to do this? And that was very noble. We just went, hey, we're going to do it. If no one else shows up, we got Kansas. We, got, we called it the Music Tennis Festival, and we had one tennis player. But as it turned out, we had the best in the, in the sport of tennis, and we had all the major acts of the day show up. And it kind of changed the whole course of the music industry. It was really amazing. And then out of that, Live Aid happened and then other things. And then they came back to me. The Grammy said, would you start the Grammy Foundation, you know, put on a concert? And we did that. I mean, we had every major act. We had Queen. We had all the big acts. It was really amazing. But it was something they said could never be done. And so nothing's, I mean, if something they say is impossible, it's only impossible until you do it. Now it's possible. And so I live in that world, that anything can be possible. But so the animal that we teach in the, is, is noble. Because if you really think about it, come on, a fish, is it really real a fish can fly? Well, I know when Kathy and I went on our honeymoon uh, back <laughs> 34 years ago, we were on a cruise ship, and we watched these uh, fish just fly along next to the boat. So I know they're real. So birds got to sing, a fish got to fly. <laughs> I love it. You know, and that is uh, really a, a great analogy for people right now to think about, you know, what they can do to, you know, um, spread the wings they never thought they had so that they can create something new and different in a world of possibilities. And, and it's fun, too, because I think right now it's sending people back to an opportunity to look back at a foundation of the world. What did we have before we had these things? And what could we do and recreate? And what could we make new out of what's old, um, you know, to um, regenerate a new way of doing things? Um, 
you know, and I, and I, uh, something that you said within there made me realize when, when I started um, my initial business is a relationship business called Ignite Your Relationships. And I started calling and getting myself on the media. And when, people heard about that they were like wait what do you mean you got on cnn and 2020 and e-news um you can't do that and i'm like oh well no one told me i couldn't so i didn't know that that wasn't a possibility (laughs) (laughs) so so i ended up having a really really good you know career in that business and that's how the red carpet connection came about is because uh no one told me that it was hard so i didn't know and so when you don't know that there were limitations there wasn't any Yeah, it's so funny. That's so true. I mean, I went to college on a football baseball scholarship and then got in a terrible car accident between my freshman and sophomore year, and they thought I would never walk in. I used tennis to rehabilitate myself, but it's the same story for me. I was naive. Luckily, I was naive. I thought, well, I was once I started walking again and started running, I thought I was a better athlete than tennis players, which is not true, but that was what I believed. It was a naive thought. Now you thought, but the, I, that drove me forward. I beat players in college I should have never beaten. You know, once I got on the pro tour and I'm out there on the world tour, the realization hit me, right? Ooh, these, these are great athletes. What was I thinking? You know, and I had to reshape <laughs> my whole kind of plan of attack because all of a sudden I couldn't rely on something I thought was true. And it really wasn't true. So that's, you know, sometimes it's better to be naive. You don't know. Oh, I didn't know that wasn't possible. You mean you just do it, right? And then the other, yeah. I'm going to throw in one more animal for you that we, uh, in the game time, we did the first week. This is the third week. And anybody is interested in game time, it's extremefocus.com slash game time. It's going to be a big investment. It'll cost you a dollar to, uh, to sign up. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, so the first week we talked about uh, which is so important also in what we're in now, is adapting to an ever-changing environment. Because this environment for us right now, we're in new territory. And if we can't adapt, then what, what, what's going to happen to us? So we use the crocodile because the crocodile and the dinosaur was here on, you know, the same time. They fed on the same lands. They're cousins. Yet I haven't seen a dinosaur lately. But crocodiles are thriving. Now, why is that? Because they became adaptive. They, they, they learned to take their heartbeats down to three to four beats per minute so they could go into a relaxed state. So when there was no food, no water, they could just really go into a hibernation. And then when the food came back, you know, the water came back, they could go ahead and keep going as the other animals were dying off. Then when the great freeze came, they developed a skin that kept their inner body temperature still warm. So as other animals are dying off in the freeze, they live through it. Then they develop um, uh, eyelids that come down over their eyes when they're in really murky water and they can see clear as day. And so it's amazing how that can be. And we all have these same characteristics in us. God gave us uh, these great tools, but we're such great thinkers we get our minds in the way. But we call the crocodile respa. And why RESPA? Why, you know, each, you know, the fish, the flying fish was noble, no box, no boundaries. And RESPA is because in any situation, you first need to relax because if you let your emotions kind of, and it's easy to let your emotions take over, then you're not, you're losing sight of your objective. It's like in the way of your objective, you're reacting out of conditional habit. 
So if you take a breath before you do anything, and that's the R in RESPA, relax, then you can E, you can evaluate the situation in the now, the presence of the now time, rather than, you know, going back and having your subconscious think, oh, well, this happens in this emotion. So then you get to the S of RESPA, which is now I can strategize. I can strategize and see how I want to maneuver through this. And then P is for a little patience. That's something that I constantly, my wife keeps telling me that I need to learn more of. And I'm, <laughs> I'm always, a, you know, learning as I move forward. But patience. And then when we finally, the A is act. You act with strength. So RESPA, NOVO. And you know what? We have 37 animal principles that we're going to be doing over the weeks. And it's just fascinating to kind of shift your mind and going, ah, never thought of it that way. And then you start using these animal instincts that's in us, and it's amazing. You know, some people say, how have the people you've worked with become so successful and consistently become successful? How is that possible? They use the right animal at the right time, and they can move through anything. And then we do the game ready, which is the visualization technique I use, so that they, you know, one of the MVPs in Major League Baseball, when they asked how did he just change his whole career, he says, well, I started living into my video. And that was just from because every game we'd have a game ready before he played, and he, he could focus in on the things that were important. Most of us, so often we get worried, we get different things that get in the way of what's most important. We think the worry is important, but worry is only good for one thing, and that's more worry. So understand, mm -hmm. it's not going to change your conditions. These conditions are real, but who you are, that's the area that you, you work through and how you move through. I, for one, have lost everything at one time in my life. I had signed personal guarantees, and uh, uh, back in 80, the interest rates went to um, 22%. Believe it or not, construction loans went to 22%, and I owned a lot of property, and I had personal guarantees. I lost everything, everything. And you think, well, oh, my gosh. But I gained so much because I'm still alive today, and I was able to rebound. You can all, To me, my feeling is you can always rebound from loss of money, but don't don't put yourself in a position to, to lose anything beyond that. For me, I probably wouldn't be married and with the four incredible kids I have today if I hadn't had that happen, believe it or not. So a lot of good came out of it because I was like with, with Kathy, she still wanted to date me. And I thought, wait a minute, you want to date me still? <laughs> I have nothing. And, 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 and I, the concept was, you mean you like me for me? Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure I like That's me for amazing. me. I thought people liked me because of all the things I had done, all the things I had. And once you get stripped clean of that, it was like, oh, okay. And so, you know, now today I feel so um, blessed. I'm a great person, and I've met your children as well. And I've met your children as well. And, and they're just, what a family you have. Thank you. It's my most proudest. It doesn't matter, you know, whatever accolades I have. The biggest accolade I have is my family. I mean, there's nothing greater for me, more pride or whatever you want to call it. I am so appreciative, so grateful for my family. And uh, that's my biggest blessing. You can take away the, <laughs> the Grammys. You can take away the, 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 the books. You can take it all away. But 
you know, I, I'm blessed. Well, that's certainly that's certainly amazing. Um, you know that all of this has come to fruition for you and has created so many things. And I think the one thing I want to um, make clear to people is, you know, you yes. Right now, you are in a great space, and you have a great life. But I need people to understand and realize that, you know, Dave's a real person. He's for real. He gets things. He cares about people, and he gets where you're coming from. And he had to work really hard to do the things that he had to do to overcome that, you know, the accident in order to win and to do things. And and. And I think sometimes, uh, Dave, when people are really successful like you are, is people don't see that they that see themselves in you at first because you know they haven't don't know your whole full story or haven't seen the struggles and so forth. But one of the things is is that yeah, you shared it with us, but you don't dwell on the negative. You don't dwell on that external locus of control about like how the world got you down or this happened or you know what you know like if you ever lost a match or how it was like somebody else's fault you always looked inward towards yourself on what you could do to be responsible for your situation and because you don't talk about that negative um, I think that people don't realize that that's I think one of your biggest gifts and for themselves if they could get in that mindset of thinking of what's possible and the future excellence, like what you provide through these uh, weekly weekly coaching calls and visualizations, is that they can get out of being stuck on that external negative and start focusing on what they can control and then um, rise to a higher level above it so that they can have excellence. What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I just really appreciate you bringing that up. It's so true. I mean, I'm human like anybody else. I had issues even when I was talking about my family. You might think, oh, my God, he's got the perfect family. What's the perfect family? There isn't a, I mean, I am so blessed, but, boy, you should see Kathy and I when we get mad at each other. <laughs> you know, it happens. It's real. And, and so I always look at it, and, and we have pressures. Um, you know, just because, you know, people look at you and say you're successful, what does that truly mean? You know, when I went to India – I saw people without any clothes on or anything. I mean, they had nothing, but they all had smiles on their face. And I happened, you know, at the time we lived in Rancho Santa Fe. We now live in Utah, but I lived in, you know, and, and Rancho Santa Fe is a very wealthy community. There is more misery in Rancho Santa Fe than there was in India where people had nothing. So what's really nothing? You know, if, if you're waiting to be happy, I think if you can be, ha- if you can be happy with nothing, then you've got the real – uh, corrects the life. But if you got to have everything line up before you're happy and you got to have this and you got to have this and whatever this thing you, we call success. Success for me is, is, is what you just said, peace in your inner being. And that's not something, I don't want to uh, say that it's something that's easy to do. It's a constant work for me. If I, if I said, oh, I now know it, I got it, and this is, then, you know, bury me. Because it's, it's a constant thing. That's why I say it's a practice. And so I do, I give people daily practices because it's one thing to know something, then it's another to do it. And then it's a very another thing to be it. And I think that once we get into the being state, you start realizing how much you need to, to, to practice to stay there. So I don't want to create an illusion that it's just la, 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 
It is la, 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 but it takes a practice, and, it, and you develop it over time. You know, some, I get asked a lot, how do you trust your old inner voice? Well, the reason I can trust my inner voice so thoroughly is I take the time daily to talk to God and then get quiet and listen to God. And then how do I know it's, it's a strength or an intelligence beyond mine? Because I always, the checking point is, is just coming out of fear. Because when it comes out of fear, then I know it's, it's, it's coming from a place that, that uh, is not going to be the strength. But when it's coming out of love, even if it's challenging, then I feel and I know and I can trust it and have the faith and I can believe in it. So that's how miracles take place. And so you even know that my, my fourth son was given no chance of survival. He went into a coma in the womb. And they went in to, take, uh, to do an emergency C-section to save Kathy because Kathy's life was in extreme danger. And they gave up on Daniel's. And then I just, you know, when they pulled him out, they couldn't get him to breathe, and they gave up on him. And I walked over. He's a little up, little purple, you know, and, and this was my first child. I'd never seen a child look like this, uh, my fourth child. And, and so then I put my hand on Daniel's leg, and I said, Daniel, feel my love. Feel God's healing grace. And it was like an electric, you know, shock happened. He just kind of started breathing, opened his eyes, looked at my eyes, and, and it was like, Dad, we got this. And then he went back in the coma. But then every day was a new miracle that took place. And it was amazing. And, you know, when you talk about faith, and I don't want to have to have anybody tested like I was tested. It was really challenging. But, and it was tough. But Dan was 21 years old today, and he wouldn't be alive if we didn't have that faith and trust. In fact, I probably would have never written a book. That was 20 years ago. He's 21. That the the unfinished cross, listen to the voice within, came out. 20 years ago, I wrote my ver- first bestseller, and I would have never written it if it wasn't for the experience of Daniel. And Daniel was a very challenging experience, but what a gift it turned into. So when I talk about shifting challenges into gifts, I've been through it. I mean, when Daniel was 13, I got a blood clot from my hip all the way to my toe, and I was three times emergency taken into the emergency at the hospital, and they got the third time it was done. My life was done on this planet. And so I, I, I focus on the things that I could focus on. I can't focus on the outside stuff. And, you know, I guess you would say another miracle happened. But it's just because that's how powerful our being is. Now, I'm a big believer in my faith. And I ask God to come into every aspect of my decisions. And then I just surrender to it. it you know, so if, if when I lost everything, I lost everything, but then I rose through it. So I hope by that question or by what you just said was brilliant. I do not want to let everyone think that because if I look to be successful, I don't have to keep working the principles and use the tools to living a really, as I call it, heaven on earth. We don't have to die to be good to heaven. I mean, in the, in the, in the uh, Lord's Prayer, it says, as earth as it is in heaven. So what does that mean? That means that we can create that here. So I just live that. I take that fully. You talked about my dad. 
He led the charge at Iwo Jima. He wasn't supposed to lead the charge at Iwo Jima. He was supposed to come in after the beaches were cleared because he didn't have a weapon. He had a Bible and had the communion sack. But, Dad, mm-hmm. why? Because he said that's where I was needed most. I needed to be out in front with the men. And so, yes, that has been a big part of my life. Where am I needed most? This is a question I ask all the time. So when I make decisions, I make decisions from, is this where I'm needed most at this time? And I'll tell you what, you want to have a feeling like you have a blessed life? <sighs> Open up to, and, and it doesn't matter which faith or which denomination, for me, it's at the core, it's love. At the core, it's love. And so when you can bring love into everything, even to challenging situations, pour love into it, all of a sudden, it changes. But see, I continually work in that daily. So I'm just as human as anybody else. I have challenges like anybody else. I just have a way through them. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Um, Gina, um, our our co-host here, uh, Gina's been through all kinds of crazy challenges herself, Dave. From um, she was in a horrible car accident year, years ago, and <clears throat> uh, well, Gina, you tell Dave your story and how resilient you are. I'm always so proud of her of all the things that she accomplishes and all the amazing things she does. Gina, are you able to come on? I am. So back in 1996, I had been an attorney for a number of years. I was a litigator in the toxic tort environmental arena. My passion had always been teaching. So in February of 96, I got a chance to apply to teach law at my alma mater, which is the University of Notre Dame. Got accepted. And then three weeks later, got into a car accident that put me in a hospital bed or wheelchair for nearly 10 years. During that time, I needed $40,000 a month to pay for my medication. Without it, I would have died in under 90 days at a total of $9.9 million worth of medical bills. So I turned to the Internet and started my first business, which was a day trading membership site in 1997. And since then, my business has had a lot of different faces, each one brought about either by some major health challenge or by prospects and customers asking me for something different than what I was offering. So it has been an interesting journey. And so many times we get on the show and we're talking to people like you and they start the conversation out with, I had fill in the blank with whatever the accident, health challenge, et cetera, was. And it seems to me like those of us that have had to go through some pretty major stuff in life, it really does give us that much bigger of a why for building businesses that make a difference instead of just trying to find a way to make a buck. Do you see that to be true as well, Dave? Oh, so much so. Wow. What a story you just told. But I agree with you 100 and over 100% on that one. Absolutely. And and I don't wish upon anybody to have some of the things that we've been through. I didn't tell you this. I know it's like, oh, come on, you're t- kidding me. No, it's true. Remember I said I started playing tennis because I was in a car accident? I flew out of a car at 65 yep. miles an hour, and the car landed on top of me. And I had a life-changing experience at 19. 
So, you know, I, I don't wish these things, you know, and, and even Daniel and, and all these different stories of miracles. It's not that, that, you know, you, I, I, my, one, I think the reason I'm a coach is I don't want you to have to go through everything I went through. You know, Me too. I'm alive Me too. today. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I have a real strong mission in life to help people find it without going through. Your story is very dramatic. But it is that, that you were able to rise through it. You are a crocodile. I'm going to give you the crocodile badge today. You know, you, you came you. through. <laughs> but, um, and so I, I think that's why I'm so, well, I don't think. I know that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. I, it's so funny. I get so excited when I have clients who have victories in life, whatever those victories are. I mean, that, I can't even tell you the feeling I have of excitement. And so it's such a true statement listening to you, I, you know, where, where some of us who have had to go through extreme hardship, I've gone through being completely broke. I've gone through where I would never walk again. I've gone through, you know, the, the, the uh, uh, blood clot that went all the way through my leg and, and had difficulties with that. And you know what? I still play tennis. I still snow ski. I'm, I feel so blessed because – I learned how to use the power of the mind and the spirit. Without the spirit, you know, as I say, that connection. Einstein said, I didn't have a bigger brain. I had a better connection. <laughs> you know, and how do you get a yeah. better connection? You open to it. You open to it, but you've got to take the time. Roger Anthony, who I co-wrote Be a Beast with, who's the most remarkable man I ever met, unfortunately we lost him four years ago uh, to cancer, and, and and uh, he would say, get there fast by going slow. I thought, Roger, that makes no sense. But then as I started to live it and understand it, I went, ah, so often I try to speed through things and then I have to redo it. <laughs> and so, you know, so it's a, it's a fantastic concept that at first it took me a while to learn how to live it. And as I did, because I find a lot of people are too busy to be successful. <laughs> and that sounds like almost like, what? Well, they're just going, 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 going because i got to get the mighty buck. And you go, wait a minute, take a breath, slow down. That's where all the brilliance comes. And I have to, when I say that, I have to be disciplined in it myself because I get caught up in the same thing. You know, it's funny. uh, My wife will say sometimes, boy, we write the books we 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 most need to read. Meaning that, you know, like the, the Be a Beast book, it's all about extreme focus. And I can, I have my moments of not being extremely focused. Yet I know how to be, but I, again, I'm going back. I'm human. I'm not perfect. But I at least catch myself. Awareness is so valuable. I wrote a, and there's an ebook I wrote that's free. It's called Change Begins Within. We did, a, we did a video called In the Wake of Chaos, and over 200,000 people have viewed it now, and we decided to give a free book, and it's called Change Begins Within. And, and the first part is, the very first part is becoming aware. See, see, you became aware through all the challenges you had to something more in life. Most of the time, we just live on our conditional habits, and we don't become aware. So we're all, you're living in this, this conditional habit life, rather than knowing the power you are. So first you have to be aware. Then the second aspect is then take responsibility for your part. We can say, well, well, this coronavirus, I had nothing to do with it. Well, what? Fine, you had nothing to do with it. But what, what is your part to play so that you serve yourself as you serve others? 
And when you do that, you take responsibility for anything. You find your aspect of responsibility. You then move into empowerment. And empowerment is the greatest place to live. And that's where you create all the things that are different. Like for yourself, when you mentioned, hey, I did things because, you know, I needed to. And then I had clients that say, hey, this or that. You, you were empowerment. If you hadn't been in empowerment, you would say, wait a minute. No, I do it this way. And that's, you know, you know I'm going to always do it this way. And stop telling me you need that. No, in empowerment, you're open to go, oh, okay. And then you allow creativity to come in. And I think we're all creative genius. I mean, the fact that I can write a hit song, that's crazy. Other than I allow myself to, and I allow myself to get quiet. That's now, you only just different. created an open loop there. They don't know that you did a hit song, except for you just mentioned it. So, because we just talked about it. The, Dave was on a show with me the other day. So, Dave, tell them about the hit song. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's, again, it's not about my accolades. It's, it's just I'm passionate about things, and then I work through I'll tell you this. So I had a record that was on the radio in the 80s. I almost caused an accident the first time it came out on the radio. Because <laughs> I said, oh, my God. And I, you know, whipped off the, the, the freeway real quick, and I was with my oldest son at the time, and we just danced in the car. It was really pretty funny. But because I was so passionate about things, I was not good at first. I think a lot of people stop because, well, I don't, I'm not good. But this goes back to practice. When I get passionate about something, I'm going to work and work and work and work until I become good. It doesn't, you know, it's so people, so many people get discouraged, you know, well, they did that. Well, they did that. I only found one way to do it is work at it. I took music lessons and I got into it because I was passionate when I, so I'm married to Kathy now. We've been together 39 years, but I was married before, and I went through a divorce, and it was devastating to me. And, and, and I used music to kind of move me through that process, but I wasn't, you know, gifted at that time, as you would say. I had to find my gift, and I had to work, you know, probably harder than most people to find the gift and take music lessons, singing lessons, and dive into it. I became you know, involved in a, a songwriting workshop. And I just went, I get so into it. I didn't become a world-ranked tennis player without practicing. I was not good when I started. I was a tennis, and, I mean, a baseball and, and football player that shifted because of my car accident to try to get myself to walk again. See, these how these things happen. So, yes, I had a, a, a hit song on the radio back in 1986. And, and then that led into... Um, well, the reason I could is because I, back in 81, Phil Ehart, who founded the Rock Group Kansas, was a good friend, and we, we put on the Music Tennis Festival. So I had a chance to meet all the biggest stars of the day in music, and then I got most of them to even work with me. I would work in the studio with them, and they came in. I had everyone, when I, when I recorded my record, everyone on my record was a multi-platinum artist, meaning platinum means a million cells. So they were all the top. The only person in that studio that wasn't was me. But I learned from them. I grew from them to where it got to a point where I finally, you know, started just opening up more. And then uh, I was asked to write, believe it or not, uh, songwriting for dummies. But by that time, I had so many great friends. Jim Peterick, who wrote 27 top 10 hits, one of the biggest best songwriters out there. He wrote Eye of the Tiger, so many big number one hits. 
I called Jim and I said, Jim, why don't we do this together? To me, that made the book more legit. And so we wrote Songwriting for Dummies, and that has sold, oh, I don't know, 600,000 copies worldwide now. It's crazy. But it's just, there's, it, you take little steps. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to do this. And if it doesn't work, they're trying to jump to the top of the staircase. I just took steps, and I was not good. But I would take the next step. Like Martin Luther King said, you know, what is faith? Faith is when, you know, you take a step on a staircase and you can't see the full staircase, but you keep taking steps. That's the only difference. The only reason I can say I've had any of these accomplishments is because I was willing to keep going forward, even when everyone else said, you're bad. I mean, I, I'll tell you, in my, in my music, in my first days of music, don't worry, people told me how bad I was. But I just said, okay, <laughs> but I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. In tennis, oh, my gosh. I remember when I first moved to San Diego um, to go to San Diego State. Here I had been a football, baseball player, and I'm going to my junior year in college, and I'm a walk-on in tennis. And I remember trying to get people down. That Morley Field was a tennis community, uh, a tennis facility in San Diego, and no one wanted to hit with me because I wasn't at their level. Two years later, I'm the number one seed in the San Diego District Championships, and all those people who wouldn't hit with me are looking at me going, how do you do that? I just worked at it. That's all. I, I so actually, maybe, maybe I'm crazy. what I've experienced is true for you as well. Failure is not an option for me. And I really don't even look at things and go, oh, yeah, that was a failure, even if it really was. And I believe it's because I've looked deaf in the eye and said, no, I'm not buying this and decided I wasn't going to die. And I think that's very likely to be true for you as well. You, when you've been that close to death, it's like nothing can really hurt you or stop you, right? You just keep going. You beat death, you can do anything. It's so true. Yeah, and I love hearing What's that? Go ahead, Dave. No, I just love hearing you. I didn't know any of this of your background, but everything you speak to me really resonates to me. Um, I, you know, you haven't said a thing that I haven't been in awe of to go, yes, yes, yes. And that's why, even as I said a while ago, I don't want people to have to go through what we've been through. (laughs) But, and you don't have to. It's by choice. You know, most people don't realize they can live the life they love but they think, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, don't stop at the how. That's where we can stop. You know, Kennedy was just, oh, boy, he wanted to have a man on the moon while he was president. He really did. And he asked the scientist, Von Braun, you know, what's it going to take? And Von Braun said the will to do it. Now, Von Braun didn't know how to do it, but he said the will. And so by that, he created the way to have a man on the moon. I think we all have that ability. You have found it because – you, you've been on death door, so to speak. You've seen that, hey, okay, if that happens, that happens, but I'm going to live myself and I'm going to see myself through no matter what. And I, I have to say the same thing for me. And uh, so I'm, I'm in agreement if that was the question, <laughs> you know. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. You know, Dave, I'm, I'm- – I'm inspired by something, a couple different things. Obviously, I'm inspired by lots of things you say, but something in particular that you said when we were talking about, you know, the shift of time and where we're at, um, you know, as a 
as an international publicity consultant and business consultant, I've um, one thing that I've done differently with my business since all of this happened with COVID and us being locked in. Oh, I know what it was. Is I, I've been forced to not travel. And I'm I'm on the road all the time. I'm 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 usually only home two or three days a week, if that. And um, you know, being home uh, eight and a half weeks in a row is like, like just so interesting and different. And and it's been fine. It's been great. But what I've been what I've done during this time that's different is all of a sudden I started being a little tougher with my clients than I've ever been. And it was all of a sudden um, it. it became real to me that I cannot let people get in their own way. And I have for years allowed that to happen because I wanted them to like me and I wanted to appease them, even though I knew it was holding them back professionally. And so over the last eight weeks, I have said things to people that were, uh, that it could be very painful uh, depending on how they received it. And, and some received it well, some didn't. Um, but then a couple of days later, they realized that what I was telling them was because I love them so much that I was finally going to take a stand for them to raise them to a level bigger than they've ever been or to the level of what they could be that they've been holding themselves back from. And I was allowing it. And, and so things have really, really changed. I mean, this eight weeks, it's amazing how um, my clients and myself have expanded and grown because I've been forced to be quiet, you know, as far as be still, wow. not quiet necessarily, but be still. And and everybody's performance has just really, really changed. So I and, – and then, you know, and the fact because of all of this, I've been really pushed even harder to find who are my top quality people as guests. I want the world to be inspired and to make this change. And, and so that's what made me call you because I've had your phone number for years and never asked you to be on some of our best shows, even though I've been doing, I've been producing this show for over, I think two years now and the other one for five years. And yet, and I've had your cell phone number that entire time and never called you because some, so there was some limitation or some limiting belief that, oh, I either needed to say, you for something or I or I didn't want to bother you and then I thought what the, I need to bother you I need you to be bothered to get your message out to the world because you're too big to be for me to keep quiet you know and 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 it's just been really interesting and then and and then now you've been on a couple different shows and a couple different things that you know it's just been amazing and and my clients are are actually doing things now where they're bringing in new income and getting new clients and outreach different than they ever have um because of the things that we're doing differently and and yeah. and so I appreciate you bringing that to my realization cuz I wasn't giving myself any kudos for that happening I didn't even realize that that's really what I was doing so thank you well, for bringing awesome. that to my attention well I call it winning habits right and you got to honor them see it, it's not an Pouting your horn or whatever it's 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 being an appreciation each day when you do these kind of things you know you gotta say wow look what look what I did and feel good about it because that's momentum and most people only look at what their failures are so good on you because you're becoming stronger as a coach because of that very reason and that's awesome in my book you know um, appreciation you. you know a, a, a painting. It doesn't go up in value unless it's, it appreciates. And I think most people don't appreciate enough of their lives. You know, you talked about on the road. I, it was on Friday. I realized that I, you know, I, I go out and I speak at, you know, on stages and I haven't 
for a while. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing. But I realized I spoke to more people last week than any time I've ever, I think, you know, ever been on the road. You know, I started off with the show that you and I, I was on last week. There was over a thousand realtors who were on another thing that I was a keynote on and I spoke to them. And then uh, on Thursday night, Marianne Williamson, who I love, and I had the privilege of coaching, um, you know, we were on a show together that thousands were on. And I thought, wow, this is so interesting because, you know, in this time that we can't do certain things, we can even do more. Even in, you know, I, I reflected back on Friday how much that happened. This week is no different. I have the things that I've been booked on that are pretty amazing. But I think, you know, one of the things you might have held back on with me is I'm not, you know, maybe I, I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I don't do a lot of marketing. My work has been by word of mouth. I've been so maybe a lot of things I know when I did the show with you last week and what I said today, you didn't know. You've known me. You've seen me on stage, but you didn't know these things because these aren't things that necessarily we bring up all the time. It's just a part of what I've done. So most of my work has been, I want to call it, behind the scenes. And, and uh, you know, because I'm being asked so much now to do these live broadcasts, Maybe some of this is, you know, is getting more out there. But for me, it's about the work. It's about living life every day of like, it's a new day. How can I improve? I'm going to be a constant student for life. I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I want to keep advancing for my own personal life. And in that, then I'm always bringing more value to anybody I work with because it's a desire. And it's an intention. It's not by accident. It's because that's where my focus is. I love it. I mean, it's it's amazing what what everybody's doing. And 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 I get I get excited about this. And I was so excited to hear you compliment Gina because I just admire her and adore her so much. She's been um, a, a really great friend and a great co-host. And and we've really gotten to know each other through this program we'd actually never uh, physically met each other before Dave until this January uh, right before <laughs> right before all the COVID locked in, uh, lockdown I was on oh the cruise oh my gosh wow um, uh, well I guess it was it January or February I don't remember what it was um, February no it was uh, it was it, it was, was later, January I went in March it, it was January and anyhow so I yeah. okay so we went on the cruise you coming back from the cruise yeah, and so I, I literally went on a cruise, then went to Egypt, and then you know, and then and went to New Orleans, and then COVID hit. And so it's so funny that I got to meet her, you know, on all these crazy things where you know I'm traveling the world, being on cruises, where you know everybody. It's so funny because even in my family right now, everybody's worried about me being around my grandma, and I'm I I only see the same ten people over and over again who either live in my house or you know my grandchildren who we help care for, and you know. So I'm seeing very limited people, and 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 everybody, they're all worried about me because I've traveled to all these places. But I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm really healthy, and everybody around me is really healthy. Uh, it just kind of makes me giggle. But anyhow, I met Gina in person for the first time. That's what oh, I was trying to say. And, Isn't that fun? And when you yeah. when you've known someone so well, and then finally you meet. Uh, that's happened with a lot of my clients, major league baseball players. I went you know, a year or so, we become so close working together and then we've never met face to face and all of a sudden we meet face to face. It's a weird experience. And then you get through that first little awkwardness and then it's like, wow, 
Yeah, I know you so thoroughly. That's a pretty cool experience. So thanks for sharing that. And yeah. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to share this too, because I think this will be really fun for you to, to actually figure out the numbers. So one of the things I do with publicity is I always have my clients go back and really try to figure out how many people's lives they really have touched over a time period or over their lifetime. But it, if you said you did all these programs last week, so Gina and I, over time, we, we, we've had programs that are up to 10,000 downloads for the Leverage Masters. So it's maybe not listeners live in the moment, but over time that people download and hear them and you were on amplified with uh, Ken Rashawn and I and we have had up to 200,000 listeners per programming and so forth and then you throw in Marianne Williamson who um, literally was in the race for you know the presidency was wanting to do that you add up all those numbers of all these people and all the followers and so forth the outreach that you've had in over the last you know seven ten days has been immense been immense yeah, you know, it is. And and, and, then, and again, you know, it's like awareness. It wasn't until Friday I thought about it. I went, wow, what a week. And and sometimes, yeah. you know, you, you feel like, well, yeah, but am I doing enough, right? Because you're not doing your typical things, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. we can we be such creatures of habit. I'm like, yeah, but, 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 just shut up with the butt, okay? Just be grateful. <laughs> I think the greatest spice <laughs> of life, the greatest gift you can give yourself I'm really big on this, is being grateful. You know, and people have heard me before, you know, like in the Bible it says, those that have much, in Matthew, it says, those who have much will have more, those that have less will have less. At the, you know, when you first see that, you go, that's cool. Only those that have it are going to have it. But if you throw in the word gratitude, those that have much gratitude will have more. Because think of it. If you're, if you're grateful for what you have, you have abundance. And if you said those that have less gratitude, you know, we'll, we'll have nothing. Well, it's true. You can have everything in the world, but if you're not grateful, you have nothing. So it's amazing how powerful something that simple is, gratitude. And so many times I will catch myself and when I'm getting upset and I just stop. I take a deep breath and then I just focus in on what I'm grateful for. And then it's like, oh, wait, what was I so upset about a moment ago? It's, it's, a, it's a powerful, powerful tool that anybody can use. But again, it's a discipline because sometimes when you're upset and you feel like the world's against you, that's the last thing you, you want to think about is gratitude. No, it is the first thing you want to think about. And, and then you can move through and then you're given an energy, a strength from it to move through, you know, move, you know, the Bible again, it said, you know, with the strength of mustard seed, you can move mountains. That's the strength that you gain and you can literally change things unbelievably just by that kind of discipline of take a break things are going a little bit haywire so what am i grateful for and when you start getting tuned into that your energy changes and all of a sudden the power comes to you to achieve all that you desire pretty amazing i want to remind people too where they can uh, come and uh, learn more about you so 
www.extremefocus.com if you're interested in the game day for the weekly um, animal um, animal uplifters and the fun things that you do to incorporate those into your world and the facts about them. So maybe you can aspire to be a crocodile like Gina <laughs> or a flying <laughs> fish by whoever has won this week. Um, you can go to www.extremefocus.com forward slash And then slash game, game time. That will go you right to game the time, game. Time, game time. Extreme focus, yep. wait, extreme extremefocus.com slash game time and that'll take you and we'll explain everything you get all the it's a pretty amazing because I threw in all kinds of things in there because I thought this kind of this is where I needed most this is where I can throw in things that are videos our audio series things that cost hundreds of dollars a month no we're just putting it all in here this is where it's needed to be I thought okay yeah so and thank again, you for bringing that up it's yeah. It's only a dollar investment to uh, go in and look and play and be there. And then if you decide that you would like to continue um, over time, then there is um, a continual membership fee if you would like to be part of that. Or you can decide at any time that you know that you'd like to do something different, and and there's no risk for that. So for a dollar, you can receive a lot of gift and a lot of bonus. And then I I think you said it was 45 um, a month after that, and and so that's right. the membership fee to be part. Part of the members, the members who receive all those ongoing gifts that, and and learn all this stuff about Dave and what he has. And then, uh, Gina, did you have any last questions? I've been talking a lot on the show. No, I really enjoyed Dave. This has been fun. He's our kind of guy. Thank you so much, Angie. Yeah, I, I adore him. He's so great. And uh, I do want to remind people, too, that um, uh, the end of the month is a National Keep Smiling Week. Uh, we have um, media information going out to over 10,000 media sources. We have over 100 authors who've uh, produced books with us, and uh, we're a mental health organization out to change the world so that uh, people um, can really receive a dose of hope and it starts with a smile so thanks for reminding letting allowing me the opportunity to remind people to smile at each other and even though you're wearing a mask a mask doesn't hide a smile because you just look in their eyes and you can see it in their eyes um dave thank you so much for being with us we're uh, so appreciative of your time and uh your outreach um and anything more that we can do for you anything new or fun coming out please uh, reach out to uh, me and gina and we'll be happy to have you back on the programming um you know we've been a long time doing this program and have no intention to do anything but keep spreading the world of how people can leverage their life and that's why we're called the leverage masters <laughs> so you are well, now congratulations. a congratulations <laughs> thank you congratulations to both of you for the good that you're doing and, and spreading the good the lighthouse people can find their own lights within them when you let your light shine so you guys are shining it brightly Thank you. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. And Andre and I will be back same time, same place next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Black Book page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters.